Uh, again, this is Miami Central High School on a precautionary lockdown after what is being deemed as a swatting or a fake call threat was phoned in. Closing arguments are getting underway this morning at the Nicholas Cruz sentencing. The defense claims Cruz suffers from a fetal alcohol spectrum disorder leading him on the rampage, but forensic psychologist Dr. Robert Denny thinks he faked the symptoms. Denny interviewed Cruz at the Broward Jail and believes his antisocial and borderline personality disorders are to blame. Why Valentine's Day? Because I felt like no one loved me, and I didn't like Valentine's Day. I wanted to ruin it for everyone. Okay, ruin it for everyone? You mean like the family members of the kids that were killed? No. The 12 jurors must decide if Cruz should be sentenced to life without parole or death for 17 counts of murder and 17 counts of attempted murder. Florida requires a jury's unanimous vote for death, but the final decision lies with the judge. Wendy Grossman, News Radio 610 WIOD. Over 100 deaths are confirmed from Hurricane Ian. FDLE confirmed the Medical Examiner's Commission's report. 102 lives have been lost. Lee County has the most fatalities associated with the storm at 52. Four weeks from today, we'll be electing a governor, a senator, congress members, and local officials. You have until midnight tonight to register to vote if you want your voice to count next month. Miami-Dade Supervisor of Elections Christina White says it's simple. There's online voter registration for all counties, so regardless of where you live, you can do that. And it's the same place that you're, you can check your the status to make sure that you are registered at the address that you're supposed to be, under the name that you're supposed to be. There are nearly 14.4 million active registered voters in Florida. More than 5.2 million of them identify as Republicans, with the GOP gaining nearly 110,000 new voters over the past year. Democrats have lost nearly 117,000 voters and have fewer than 5 million. Eric Rodriguez, News Radio 610 WIOD. The only scheduled debate between the candidates for governor here in the Sunshine State is back on after a storm delay. The televised showdown between our governor, DeSantis, and Democratic challenger Charlie Chris was supposed to be tomorrow, but Ian's strike nearly two weeks ago put a damper on that. The rescheduled debate will air uh, statewide on October 24th at 7 p.m. More news coming up at 10.30. Brian Mudd is next. I'm Natalie Rodriguez, News Radio 610 WIOD. President Putin. Use irresponsible rhetoric. It's reckless. It's dangerous. Hate. We will end up in World War Three. Freedom. Stupid people that don't have a clue. Facts. Spike in violent crime. This is the Brian Mudd Show. News Radio 610 WIOD. Yet is to know for. I heard the warm reception by one Natalie Rodriguez in the handoff there. And I was actually just telling Chris, that it's great to hear Natalie's voice again, at least on this broadcast. What you probably don't know is that she has been doing rock star coverage, wall-to-wall coverage for our sister stations on the Gulf Coast of Florida while they were able to get their studios back in order and get their, their people situated again as they were all displaced as a result of Hurricane Ian. So the reason that Will, who did a terrific job filling in, uh, has been here doing our news over the past week plus is as a result of, of Natalie holding down the fort over there in an area of biggest need and, and just did a uh, tremendous job, as she always does in, in hurricane coverage. Now, we got a lot that's going to be taking place during the course of the show, including today's Q&A of the day about Dr. Ladipo and COVID-19 vaccines and his recommendation. I've got my recommendation on Florida's Amendment 1 coming up at 1120. We're also going to get to my top three takeaways here in just a few. But first, uh, speaking of politics, let's take a look at some of these key Senate races, including we had a big debate in Ohio last night 
one that was very closely watched in that particular race. But, of course, something that's been making even more news than what's been going on in Ohio has been Georgia, and specifically Herschel Walker's woes. Sarah Isker, ABC News contributor, former DOJ spokesperson, joins us now. Sarah, Herschel's situation seems really messy. What do you make of this? (laughs) Messy indeed. You know, voters... Republican voters in particular have faced this before where they have to choose between whether it's more important to have a candidate who says they support your policies or a candidate who lives that they support your policies. And of course, in 2016, we had the Access Hollywood tape showing Donald Trump uh, bragging about uh, touching women against their will. And after a dip in the polls, he comes back to win that election. And the question for Herschel Walker is whether the same thing will happen here. We've already seen a dip in the polls, but will Republican voters in the end decide that it is more important to have someone who says they're pro-life than someone who potentially is pro-life? Sarah, I'm inclined not to necessarily go along with conventional wisdom in any number of different ways. And that is to say You know, I mentioned the Ohio Senate race. A lot of people will say Vance is a weak candidate and thus, you know, it's going to end up being close. And who knows, maybe Ryan can. I think a lot of this stuff is oversimplified and it's done through the views of the the people perpetuating these thoughts and, and not necessarily what the voters will end up saying in the end. I've seen this so many times. Marco Rubio was supposed to be beaten in his primary six ways to Sunday by our and that, you know, Governor Charlie Crist at that point blew Crist out of the plot primary, blew him out of the water in the general election as an independent. Rick Scott in that same election cycle is supposed to be blown out of the water by Bill McCollum, who was a, a statewide politico. He blew McCollum out of the water, became governor, ended up be, beating Bill Nelson. I, I've just I've seen it too many times. Conventional wisdom is not wise in politics. That established, I will go along and say Herschel Walker is not a good candidate. So, in that context, here's what I think this gets down to, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Kemp is running an amazing campaign. Abrams is running a dumpster fire campaign. Kemp is going to blow Abrams out of the water this time. Are his coattails long enough to drag Herschel across the the goal line? That is the question. You know, and it's interesting you bring up that Kemp-Abrams race. Because that, as you said, is almost a textbook race for Kemp. He is overperforming with black voters against a black female candidate. And interestingly, Herschel Walker, the black candidate, we're not seeing those same numbers in that Senate race in the same state. Um, you know, I think the fact that the polling right now shows a real distinction between the governor's race and the Senate race tells you that there's enough Georgia voters who are willing to split their ticket, vote for the Republican in the governor's race and the Democrat uh, in that Senate race, that coattails may be less of an issue this time around than in some other races. And by the way, like polling alone doesn't tell you whether people are splitting their vote. You could have higher undecideds in one race. People simply decide not to vote in that race. But in the Georgia race in particular, it does look like we're seeing actual split ticket voters. Uh, By the way, a dying breed. So very interesting. It is interesting, uh, no doubt. We've seen a lot of that around specifically suburban Atlanta in recent cycles, and that's probably where this is going to be decided once again. Well, Sarah, always a pleasure getting your insight. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you.
Sarah Scar, ABC News contributor and again, uh, former DOJ spokesperson with the Trump administration. All right, let's dive into my top three takeaways.